Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pro Athlete Academy Podcast. It's your host, Kevin Gilroy. Today's episode, we're going to get into a topic around the financials of sports, especially in youth sports. This is going to be a recurring theme because there's a lot of things that we can cover that focus on expected versus unexpected costs of youth sports. At the end of the day, sports are expensive. We're going to get that out of the way up front. And today is one of the drivers for for sports being expensive, and that is equipment. Certain sports have a low equipment price tag. Others have a large equipment price tag. Single pieces can cost up to $1,000 or more. And the way that things are made today, they're not made to last. They're made more for performance. Add that in to kids just being kids, and your equipment bill can start racking up very quickly. Because of this, it is one of the most noticeable pieces that can be budgeted for. You can either find recycled equipment, use non-name brand companies, make a piece last longer than you can, or use equipment that might not fit right and just expect it to work. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about where you can budget and where you can't. Because equipment is there for a reason, to protect the athlete from injury. There are basic guidelines to follow when finding the right equipment, And sometimes those guidelines eliminates the ability to budget for an item, but it does not always. So like I said, today we're going to walk through what to watch out for for looking for equipment. What can I or can't I budget for? Meaning what should I buy new or what can I get away with using secondhand? How to max out the lifetime of your equipment? And lastly, just a quick note on why equipment eventually will matter as a competitive advantage. So let's jump right in. The first piece is you want to know what you're looking for when you're looking for equipment. You might not have the experience in the sport, and this could be your very first time even looking at a pair of gloves or a pair of basketball shoes. So what do I look for? What is something that anybody, no matter what their experience, can go into a pro shop and tell right away if something's going to be worth the investment? First is does it fit right? First and foremost, if you're getting a secondary recycled piece of equipment from a friend, make sure that it fits your child properly. Why? Every piece of equipment is designed to fit a certain way in order to protect the body part. Any deviation from this will compromise the ability of the equipment to do its job. If it's too big, there's chances of it sliding out of position, exposing your player to injury. If it's too small, it's not going to protect the entire area exposing your child to injury. So make sure you're following the sizing guides. If you're getting a hand-me-down equipment from an older brother or from a friend, look up the equipment online, check out the sizing guide, and see what are the cues and where on the body it should fit and make sure that's going to be a good fit. If you're not 100% confident, bring the piece of equipment to a pro shop or go get size beforehand. The professionals that work there want to make sure that you, your child is well protected. And also if they help you out now, you're probably gonna bring your business back. So do not be shy about going to ask for help. Fit is extremely important. After fit, the next piece is the condition. So you found a piece of equipment that fits really well. However, it looks like it's seen better days. Once you have the size down, the condition is key. If padding is flat or the plastic is busted, there's probably a chance that there's not going to be much protection there. So look for things like that. Looks for cracks, flat padding, holes, rips, 
loose stitching, anything that would look like it has compromised the pieces of equipment ability to do its job. Now, with that said, this isn't a hundred percent deal breaker. It doesn't have to be perfect. There's things that can be fixed. Padding can be replaced. Stitching can be restitched. Cuts in the fabric can be fixed. Even pieces of plastic can be replaced. In this case, you want to determine two things. One, how long will it last once I fix it? And two, does the cost of fixing it actually save me money or should I just bought a brand new piece of equipment? The last piece I want to say here is that it's okay to fix things that are secondary, such as elbow pads, shin pads. However, trying to fix a helmet is probably not the best idea. We'll get more on this later, but I just want to continue to say we want to protect our children's heads. So fix anything else, buy a new helmet. So let's go to the next pieces. So these next two pieces, comfort and performance, these are kind of secondary in my mind. Fit and condition are more important. You want to make sure it fits well. You want to make sure it's in great condition. Comfort and performance are kind of afterthoughts, especially when you're getting started in youth sports. Comfort's number one. I always loved being comfortable. I never liked having equipment that made me itchy or was something that was going to hinder my ability to play. So make sure that when your child's playing, when your child try these on, that they're comfortable with it being on their body because it's going to be on their body for an extended period of time and they're going to be using it multiple times. If they don't want to put the equipment on, they're not going to have a fighting chance at actually liking the sport. So again, try on every piece of equipment to make sure that the sizing and the condition is comfortable. Try it on, make sure that the sizing chart is right. And if you do have to deviate a little bit, make sure you're consulting someone to make sure that you didn't deviate too much. Last but not least is performance. Does the equipment allow you to play the game at a higher level? We're going to get more into the performance piece a little bit, but it's something that you want to take into consideration as you increase through the levels of competitive sport. Eventually that the equipment that you have can give you a competitive advantage. So your performance and how that piece of equipment allows you to be better will come into play. If you're just getting started at the youth level, focus on fit, condition, and comfort. And then as you get older, you can start looking at performance. So let's transition into next piece. Like I said earlier, equipment is a piece that you can target in a budget. It's something that is variable, right? The cost of playing a sport for a team or a program is probably going to be consistent across the board. You need to pay to be able to be on that team. And all the teams are probably going to be the same cost. However, the variability in, in equipment allows it to be an opportunity to have a budget. So here I want to talk about two things. What pieces you can budget for and which are the best? And the other one is there, if they answer the question, is there anything that I should never ever touch with a budget? Let's talk budget first. There's three categories here. Category one is accessory items. An accessory item are things that you would like to have, but you don't need. There is not a reason to go out and spend 40 to $60 on a custom grip if you're on a budget. Yes, it can save money in the long run. It can stop your gloves from ripping and it's more durable. However, the reality is, is you don't know how long your child is going to be playing at this moment in time. They literally could step onto the field or ice one time, hate it and never play again. 
So don't spend the money where you don't have to. The chances are is that the equipment will actually outlast the player, whether it's their playing career or the fact that they're going to grow out of it before any damage is actually done to it. So wait until you know your athlete is going to stick with a sport for the long haul before you start buying the accessory items that you want to have. You can probably cut these completely out. Number two are secondary items, right? The items that you kind of need, but they're not important to anything, such as socks, shirts, and undergear, wristbands, headbands, or optional items. In hockey, you have wrist guards. In football, there's rib guards. There's also neck guards. There's ankle supports and knee braces. These things might necessarily are always optional. They're not something that's needed for the sport. I don't need to go spend $150 for a Nike shirt where I can buy $20 ones and get the same effect. Think about this, commodities. These are things that are kind of made the same way and there isn't any innovation that is going to provide you with a benefit performance-wise. So these items can be budget pieces. The next piece that you can look at kind of for a budget or buying a really good pair that's going to last you a lifetime are necessary but standard. These are the pieces of equipment. They're similar to secondary items, but they're not optional. Think elbow pads, shoulder pads, anything with pants, shins. These pieces of equipment are things that you can find on the secondary market or pass them down and extend the life a little bit. These are also the items that if you take really good care of will last you a lifetime. For example, I use the same pair of gloves, elbow pads, shoulder pads, and shin pads for seven to eight years of high school and junior hockey. Before that, it was hand-me-downs from my brothers. We kept these in great condition. We were not growing as much throughout those timeframes and in those areas of our body, and they were able to last us for a very long time. Last thing on this area is you can also put sticks, shoes, baseball bats, rackets, cleats, those types of things into this category at the youth level. There's no reason to go spend $100 to $500 on things that will break or that you're going to grow out of in a couple months. Buy them in bulk at a cheaper price because the technology that's built into most of the expensive sticks, shoes, or bats isn't going to matter at the youth level. If you can afford it, great, but don't feel like you have to stretch yourself to get the brand new equipment in this area as well. So that covers what you can and should be targeting for budgeting. One, accessory items, cut them out. Two, secondary and optional items, those ones you can probably find great deals on and get the same type of performance out. And the necessary but standard, get solid equipment and take care of them and they'll last you a lifetime. Let's go now into things and answer the question, is there anything that we shouldn't budget for? Yes, there is one piece of equipment, if it's required, that you should never budget for. And that is anything that protects your head. Please, please use common sense here. If you're playing a contact sport that requires a helmet, buy the best piece of equipment you can buy, regardless of how old your child is. Buy brand new helmets. When they outgrow it, buy another brand new helmet. Even the slightest flaw in condition of a helmet can reduce its performance. And we want to make sure that our kids are healthy and safe and brain function is important. The other piece that you want to think about too on a budget standpoint is goalie equipment. If your child is playing goalie, really think about what you're putting on their body in order to protect them. 
I'm not saying that this isn't an area where you can't find budget items because you're probably going to have to because goalie equipment's very expensive. However, you want to make sure it's great equipment. You want to really pay attention to the condition and the fit. Whereas a player might get away with a five-year-old shoulder pad that might be a little tight and not really covering it as much because you're not getting hit consistently, a goalie can't. If a goalie's equipment's a little bit off and not fitting properly, think about a very dense projectile coming at them at 50 miles an hour plus, it's going to hurt. So get the best equipment that fits your budget. You can even take funds out of the other areas, right? The secondary or the optional equipment in order to be able to put it here. So before moving on, the recommendation again on budgeting for equipment is almost everything can be budgeted for or used secondhand. Protect your child's head and make sure that the positions where they're gonna get hit the most, like a goalie, they have proper equipment for. After that on your budget, limit or completely eliminate non-necessary spending on accessory items and the secondary optional items, and then focus a little bit more on the necessary pieces. Now that we know what we're looking for in equipment and also where we can budget, I want to just bring up two last pieces. One, regardless of how you get the equipment, the best budget saver is going to be taking care of what you have. I've seen equipment last people 10 years. I've also seen that same piece of equipment only last 10 months for other people. It all depends on how the pieces were maintained. Are they being properly cleaned, kept dry, aired out after use? Are you using them on the wrong surface? Are they being sharpened the right way? Are they being used properly? These things all add into the lifespan of the equipment. If you treat them right, they will last a long time. If you don't care, don't take care of them, your bill is going to be extremely, extremely high regardless of what your budget was. And last but not least, equipment will eventually matter. Eventually, you're going to get up into the higher ends of the competition where there's not much of a gap between the talent and skill level of players. And everyone's going to be looking for little tiny advantages and how to be better than the other person. Think of running. Think of running with a sandal versus running with a performance running shoe. We can run with both. But the person running with a running shoe is going to have a significant advantage over the person with a sandal on. Those secondary items that were once budgeted at a young age, like bats, sticks, sneakers, cleats, eventually become a competitive advantage. This is where the technology matters. There's technology built into these pieces of equipment that actually enhance performance. So if you have a child who is getting up there in a competitive environment and is looking for a little bit of an edge or just looking to be a little bit helped out on the performance side, you can add up the spending in these areas in order to give them that advantage. With that said, just a quick disclaimer before everybody runs out and buys the next best thing of equipment and expecting their child to be the next big thing, it is not the equipment that makes a good player. However, equipment can make a good player better by giving them a little bit of a performance edge. So that's all I have for you guys today. Let me know what your equipment budget tips are. And if you have any questions on this, head over to proathleteacademy.com slash equipment budget tips and leave me a comment. I'll talk to you guys next time.